Hey everybody, welcome to Don't Make Me Come Back There, a funny podcast about family. I am Dustin Nickerson, host and stand-up comedian of this podcast. I'm a host of this podcast, not a stand-up comedian of this podcast. I'm here with stand-up comedian and producer of this con- contest. You're doing contest. good. You're doing really good. I'm you're doing great so hosting close. so far. You're doing really good. Listen, I'm not. I don't bring you here for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. We have a funny, uh, really interesting episode today yeah. with comedian Jason Collins. Collins. Collins is yeah. a hot debate. Jason, I know you may or may not listen to this. I love you. I've heard your name pronounced so many different ways that I'm just not going to hit it confidently. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm weak. <laughs> um, but I care for you. Um, you can give Jason a follow uh, on Twitter at Jason, J-A-S-O-N, uh, Collins, uh, C-O-L-L-I-N-G-S. It's one of those things when you hear it one way or the other, it's just it's just wrong forever. Uh, and he's uh, the same on Instagram, J-A-S-O-N-C-O-L-L-I-N-G-S. He's a comedian. He's been on Gotham Live, BET, Comic View, The Tonight Show. In this episode, we do with him, we talk to uh, a lot about his comedy career and coming up, but also about his relationship with his dad growing up. Particularly, we talked uh, one thing that I really wanted to hear from his perspective as a dad and also, you know, growing up was about humor in the home. Yeah. Uh, as a comedian, was his dad funny? Is he funny? The role that I played. So we kind of have a nice conversation of uh, interweaving that topic with him also talking about his uh, comedy career, which I will tell you this. If you are a comedian listening to this, when he talks about who tells him to start doing comedy and talks about his who road. he met the first few times, yeah, his road's not it's typical. not real. <laughs> Jason does not live. Jason Collins is his comedy life is a fantasy. I'm not confident that he's a real person. Uh, but a unicorn. He has a unicorn career. But he was a great episode, yeah. and we hope you guys enjoy this. He lives in uh, Long Beach. LBC? He does a lot of comedy in uh, Los. You're from Long Beach. I'm from Cerritos, but I went to uh, Cerritos. That is that Mexican soda. <laughs> that you can get it in red. That's Haritos. Haritos. It's pretty close. I, no. Haritos, uh, I, I knew it was called Haritos. I was no, trying you to didn't. be funny. You didn't know. You is didn't know. undrinkable. It's de- it's it's too sweet. I look at it and I get dehydrated. I look <laughs> at it. It's neon color. <laughs> Every single flavor is like, neon. I bet it's like Gatorade. No. Nope. No. Nope. No electrolytes. All no. the sugar. <laughs> hey, we took out the electrolytes and just replaced it with more sugar. With more sugar. <laughs> more sugar. <laughs> Just so it does. Uh, so he's from Long Beach, but he's based in uh, Los Angeles. If you follow Jason, that guy's going up at uh, in L.A. all the time. Uh, you and I, uh, Stephen, were both in Los Angeles in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Not doing comedy, but attending concerts. Yes. The <laughs> This tells you a little <laughs> bit. All you need to know about our differences yeah. is the different concerts that you went. So I saw Florence and the Machine. Yeah. And I saw Jay-Z and Beyonce. <laughs> and we saw it with our respective spouses. Yeah. Now, I would be willing, to, I, I would go to a Jay-Z and Beyonce. Beyonce? I am the worst podcast host. No, you're doing well. I miss every word in you're this. Doing, you're Dude, doing fine. I, yesterday, you're doing so just fine. I had to write, um, so when we were doing the tour, I ran out of stickers. We were promoting the podcast here. We have Don't Make Me Come Back. There's stickers. And I give people, if they subscribe, uh, yeah. a sticker. I ran out and I told some people, hey, if you subscribe um, and message me your address, I'll mail it to you. So <laughs> I had like five or six of these people uh, and 
yesterday I did it and I am writing five thank you cards is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> that my hand was sore. I misspelled every word. I'm I'm saying I'm sloppier, even sloppier. You don't realize like how little you write anymore. Yeah. And when you do, you're like, I don't miss this. This is <laughs> I felt you remember you know that feeling when you used to have to handwrite a test? Yeah. Like an essay in college. Yeah. And by the end you're like, Sheesh, I'm cramping. Yeah. One thank you card. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, just it was like up. I got full T Rex arm. I, I need some electrolytes. Give me a, a Haritos. Give me a Haritos. <laughs> just pour a Haritos on my. This floor. didn't help. Anyways, uh, so you, how was your show? Uh, be real. I, okay, real talk. Like hundred percent. I'm not really. I don't. You're like a country fan. Well, my You're wife, like a Luke Bryan guy. My my wife used to work for a country concert. I actually um country. Station. Uh, country Station, yeah. So she's work, she used to work for 103.7 here in San Diego. And uh, I've gone to a lot of country concerts. Cool thing about country concerts, there's no pressure to, like, have fun. There's no pressure to, like, <laughs> there's no pressure to, like, be, like, you don't have to, like, act like it. But when, when listen, so, this isn't a good time. Yeah. We're not, none of us are having a good time here. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no pressure to, like, there's people dancing. There's people like doing the two step. There's people doing like a lot of stuff. But you don't you don't have to do that. You can yeah, just this like this is sit different than Beyonce, Jay Z though. Because you have to, the entire time. My wife is the biggest Beyonce fan. If Beyonce did commercials for ISIS on a Sunday, my wife would be in Syria by a Tuesday. <laughs> like that's not even a joke. Like yeah, she she's a big fan. She's a huge fan. So were you feeling it was a good? Concert? It's a great concert. It's Where a great was concert. It, at? it was in uh, the Hollywood. Uh, no. Uh, the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl. Yeah. Ours was at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, okay. Bragger. Yeah. <laughs> I got tickets from my agent. Mm. I got tickets <laughs> from the internet. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was a good concert and it was fun. And like, via but my debit card via my debit card. She kept looking at me and she kept being like, "Are you having a good time?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm having a good time." Oh, but it's because I wasn't. Good, yeah. Because I wasn't. I wasn't having a good enough time for her. And also the other side That's of me. That's what you do with your kids on like a vacation when you're like, exactly. this is not going well. You're like, are you guys having fun? Yeah. And the other side of me is uh, another of our good friends, Mal Hall, another comedian, very funny guy. Mm -hmm. Check him out, malhallcomedy.com, whatever. I don't know. Uh, but he's Great a huge, plug. he's a huge, yeah. I'm really good at this too. He's a huge Jay-Z fan. So it's like between both of them, I just kept feeling like I wasn't, you Even weren't feeling having, it as much as they were. I was having a were. good time, but I wasn't doing enough that they would like feel like I was having a good time. So I kept having to be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like having to be like, I'm sorry, like I'm, I'm like right. back and forth. So I that's see, yeah. that's what I don't like. That's that's what's but that's like the me production and the you know where you're like, this is good, this is well done. I had a great time. Okay, it was honestly time. one of the best concerts I had. But honestly, Man, you got to lead with that. It was one of the best concerts I've ever seen, but at the same time, it wasn't okay because I can't I can't be hype enough. You're like, this is great. It's so funny that a married couple's doing it. Like, do they do that and then just go have like normal married fights? No, the they don't time? have any normal life. I feel like. Yeah, but they're still married. But here's the it's deal. It's still a marriage. I don't know what's weirder. How I imagine Jay-Z and Beyonce's life or what their actual life is. Because no, I imagine I think, their life no, is really crazy. I bet she'll still get mad at him like if he doesn't. Rinse out the sink after he brushes I mean, she his made teeth an, on the tour bus. She made an entire album about being mad at him. So yeah. I think it's <laughs> they're they're out there like they're, yeah, they're that's true. Loud. It's a different life. Yeah. Uh, Florence and the Machine was a very different concert. <laughs> <laughs> could you could just chill. You could just like it relax. Was the most like NPR, you could just bob your head. You could just bob your head. No, 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 no. They're they're a rock band. They're like what? they, eh, you know, they get some rock pop songs. Name a song. 
I, I'm a fan. I can well, name I'm a lot. Say, no, I'm saying so. I so I know. Uh, it shake it off. That was the big one, you know. That's the, Taylor the, Swift. No, stop it. That's a, uh, the with the devil on your back. They they came out the same time. That was the dog days are over. You know that one. Keep going. The the new one is that song hunger. Listen, if you don't know the two biggest hits, but like they're you know they're a good band, but they're a big band and they weren't like super, you know like they're kind of stationary. It was a good concert, and it's one of those things, though, that like you go and you're like, okay, these are what the songs are. I know these songs. They kind yeah. of played it like the album. and uh, But I will say that nothing, there's nothing less cool in rock and roll than the harp player. That guy, <laughs> he came out <laughs> with this full harp, and it just, you could play. She was great. She was really entertaining. What was his hairstyle like, the, the Dude, harp I player? Couldn't, I couldn't. He was hidden behind the harp. I couldn't even see him. Oh. Uh, and they just kind of stood there and didn't do a whole lot. And I was like, you know, it's just, you know, sometimes you go in the band and you're like, this is a great band. I will listen to everything you say, but I don't need to see you live. And a little bit was it was because like when the singer starts talking, sure, you have to really agree with them on to, to put up with it. <laughs> and she was telling us to hold hands, yeah. and collective consciousness stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, listen. I know I'm in L.A. I know I'm the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. She has a pretty tough talking voice that ain't on her. Yeah. That's fine. You got the voice that Smoke you got. Smoky is a smoky it's voice? It's really high-pitched. Oh. Los Angeles, like oh. uh, <laughs> South London. Oh. Everybody hold hands and we'll share a collective consciousness as we try and Meanwhile, at the Beyonce. conquer toxic masculinity. And Meanwhile, like, at right, the Beyonce I'm and Jay-Z concert, there's an entire marching band in this Hollywood squares like formation like, <laughs> behind him playing it was Listen, the most hype thing both of them are doing well they're doing better than us in this uh, podcast the well the machine sold out Hollywood Bowl twice two nights in a row I mean, we probably could yeah that's true well if you guys would get around to rating and subscribing us how was that <laughs> yeah. the best segue in history uh, <laughs> if you guys have not already please uh, follow us on Twitter at don't make me pod and uh, give us a like on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, we've starting to got a couple fan emails here and there. We and keep sending this and send I'm topics. I'm going to keep saying until it happens. I want the people who listen in Australia because I thought it was like a one-off thing, but it gets an actual thing. No, we got people, a bunch of listeners in Australia. People now. in Australia are listening. Please email because oh, have, I want to know what are you doing? Like, what's new, your life? What are you? How did you find this podcast? We have new listeners podcast? in Algeria. And we have we still got the two in Cambodia. Cambodia, what do you? We Switzerland. Yeah, shout out. That makes sense. Guatemala. Guatemala. It's Guatemala. I, I think a lot of these might be missionaries. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> Please let us know. Shoot us yeah, an email. Yeah, email. Don't make me come back there at gmail.com and let us know. Yeah. And uh, if nothing else, if there's one thing, one big takeaway, please rate and subscribe and do all those things and tell a friend. Um, maybe take out a billboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever you need to do. Um, <laughs> do some grand gesture to show your love for the podcast. We'll be happy to send you a sticker and a thank you note. Yeah, for you sure. Guys, enjoy this episode with Jason. Thank you so much. We love and appreciate every single one of you for listening to this podcast. It means the world to us. Uh, thanks so much and enjoy. Yeah, see you. Jason. Hi. How are you, buddy? Doing good. Thanks for coming down. It's easy. Nice little three-hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> three hours, 70 miles. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Uh, welcome back to Lestats. I love it here. Yeah. This is... How many times... You've played it twice since I've been running it. This and had you played it before that? Or did I recruit you in? I think you recruited me in. Mm. I think. Yeah. Take that. Christian Spicer, Rajan Darney, Mal Hall. Christian actually had me down here. Freaking Christian. <laughs> Freaking...
Christian. I mean, he's he's royalty here. Um, and so he brings in the big dogs. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming down. How are things? Things, things are, are great. Yeah. Things are good. I'm uh, running around the country a lot, telling these stories about uh, my family and all None that. None of them true. None of them are true. None <laughs> of them. Totally made up. I'm actually a single 27-year-old <laughs> with really bad skin. <laughs> I have aged poorly. It's been a bad 27. Uh, yeah, it's been rough. It was the six years in Haiti. Those were the bad <laughs> years. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, we were just talking about that before we started. I, it's a, it is amazing to me. Well, let me ask you. How much of your act, percent pie chart-wise, is about family, wife and kid stuff? Uh more it, my act's more about this sounds so narcissistic it's mostly about me <laughs> but it's my outlook on being a dad yeah uh and 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 having this grumpy attitude my my th- the thing i'm doing lately this hour that i'm doing lately is about this whole anger right angry at the world angry like getting to the age where i'm like sh- not sure how i feel about being around other people and that <laughs> kind of thing but i'm introducing them to that guy through you know the stories about my my right. kids, my family. So a good chunk of the act alludes to the fact that you know you're a family man. You got a yeah. wife. You got kids, yeah. and still, like me, you get the question: Do you really have kids? Oh, all the time. <laughs> what is that? When you 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 were, I mean, we are going into detail about <laughs> this stuff, and then you have somebody go, "So is that real? Do you yeah. really have?" You've named the kids. You've said their ages. Yeah, my, that's my, I always get that one. That's the one I always get. Are they really that age? Do you really have kids <laughs> that age? Why, why would we change that? Well, I mean, I guess every once in a while, I'll I'll miss say the name age of the kid, or I'll tell a story from when they're younger. But it, it yeah, I I it, I guess it's just a throwback to the think that there's such a thing, and I guess there are right comedians yeah. who just Larry the Cable guys that, that this is a whole front right this is a total farce we are talking about the real thing like uh, my buddy um said it perfectly you know steve trevino he said it he says people come up and he asks sean they go i really love your jokes and he said jokes (laughs) 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 you're watching a documentary this is this is real stuff and that's how it is you know every people ask me the question though because i because my kids are grown up yeah and they they think that i'm not a you know which is kind of a cool compliment that I'm not old enough sure. to. My son's going to be 29 in September. Whoa. Yeah, he's going to be 29, and the youngest is 23. Holy smokes. So they're adults. Yeah, those aren't young kids. You've nope. raised them. Those are people. Those, those are people, are, yeah. Mine aren't humans. Yet. Those are roommates that <laughs> don't pay rent. Are they both still in the... Wait a minute, how <laughs> many kids do you have? Two boys. Two boys and two 29 men. and Sorry, 23. Two, two <laughs> grown men grown. that you shave a razor with. Yes, that <laughs> share we a razor share with. a razor with. And they, my youngest literally... I always have to buy a new electric shaver. Yeah. Because he's always using it yeah. and breaking it. Yeah. And I tell him, "Don't. This one's mine. Don't use this one." Sure enough, here's the, here's how I know it's him because it's covered in little black hairs and mine are gray. <laughs> 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 I got happy for a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. No, that's the instead of being caught red-handed, you've been yeah. caught black-bearded. Black-bearded. <laughs> caught that punk black-bearded. <laughs> they moved out. One, my oldest had moved out about three years ago, but he, he's he's a millennial, so he's back. Um, he's twenty nine. He's twenty nine. He he moved back home because when he moved out, he moved out of state. Okay. And the cost of living was so easy. Right. And then he did some business out there. Came wanted to come back. That he was, was so homesick. Big. He did a little business. He did some business. <laughs> my son did did go, but then moved back to L.A. and it was just he. I mean, he couldn't. He's got it. He's got it. He's sa- he's saving his money. Which is good. He's not just laying around the house right. all day. I rarely see him. He's at work yeah. all day. Yeah, but if you make 
30,000 in Wichita, you are the prince of oh Wichita. It was Arkansas where he was, and yeah. he was living two-story townhouse condo in a gated community on a golf course. <laughs> Coming back to L.A., <laughs> bedroom. <laughs> or what I like to call my office for three years. Yes, <laughs> with the three years he was <laughs> yes. gone, he moved back. And are you charging him rent? I mean, he's trying to say, right now I'm not. Yeah. But it, it's You're just, a good dad. I'm, I charge my dad rent. He lives with us, and I charge him rent. My, and that's probably what they would do. They would yeah. definitely charge me rent. Yeah. That's pretty I, – I can't tell if it's cold-blooded, but I, you're right. I fuel it the same way. I was like, no, you would have done this to me. I'm doing this to you. Right. And the thing is with my, my youngest son, he chose a career in arts, so he's making zero money. Yeah. But I'm really supportive of yeah. what he's doing. As I say, that's your fault. Yeah. He's a photographer. Yeah. And he went to school for it and everything. Yeah. And that photographer may be one of the things that is maybe a worse choice than comedy. I mean, I'm paying for all the film. <laughs> <laughs> all the film. <laughs> because Man. anymore, like it used to be like, you know, photography took like real skills. Yeah. You had to be a trained photographer. And it's true. Like there are still, but the difference between a professional photographer yep. and then just someone who buys like a nice camera right. and can look straight. It's, uh, it's small, man. It's hard. I couldn't tell the difference between these world-class photos and just somebody. The thing that I'm really that I that I'm excited about with his photography is he's 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 doing a lot of film. He's yeah. Uh, he's really cool, interesting yeah. arty artsy stuff. Like yeah. he's doing some projects with Polaroids and That's film. Cool. And he's got his first gallery show. Yeah. Coming up in May. How much did you pay to rent that space? Well, I paid for all the prints. Uh, <laughs> That's that happened. I had to pay for <laughs> all the did, print, yeah. but I'm supporting his <laughs> dream. And but everything on the wall has a price tag on it. I mean, yeah. he's got one that he's going to be asking like 500 bucks for. Yeah, so that's going right to. That's a feature his weekend, mother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to see that money ever. <laughs> I just realized that sitting here right now, I thought, wait a minute, I'm never going to. Yeah, see that money it doesn't. Yeah, I come home and hand the check straight to my wife. I'm oh. Like, all right. This will go to Ralph's or yep. hopefully rent or hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Every once in a while I'll check it, but rent. I miss <laughs> those days. Yeah, yeah. So you Ugh. I mean so you you said you live in Lakewood. Live in Lakewood, California. And you guys own a place up there. Got a bought a house in Lakewood about seven years ago. Okay. Now where did you grow up? I grew up in Long Beach. Okay. So that's I grew home. Grew up, yeah. It's home. The I LBC. The LBC. Grew up in Long Beach. Born in Santa Monica. Okay. Lived in North Hollywood. On the roller coaster. On the roller coaster. <laughs> Born in Santa Monica on the, the strip there. <laughs> on the roller coaster. Then I uh, lived in North Hollywood. Flew out into the ocean from the... <laughs> <laughs> lived in North Hollywood. My dad was in the in the entertainment industry. Oh, My dad yeah, was dude. a musician and, and uh, he had a hit single and was a touring who's musician. Your dad? Do I know this single? My dad's name was Michael Collings. He, the single was... The, the song was called Friends and the band was called Feather and it... And it I think it charted it like it went into the top five at one oh, point. Oh wow! Yeah, and it was on. And he, they toured all over with it. Right. With this hit. It was a typical one-hit wonder story. Mm-hmm. You know, in fighting with the band, everybody wanted, and, and it just kind of eventually fell apart. But man, he toured with some big people. But uh, yeah. So he was trying to be a rock star up, up and uh, all the way till I was about eight years old, and then right. he went into business after that, and was a normal father from then on out but <laughs> as normal as you can be but yeah he, he wasn't he Except wasn't around he a lot used to be a one wonder touring yeah, artist yeah. he just that's there what yeah. business did he go into uh electronic components like inductors and coils and stuff for that go on like motherboards so and stuff very like specific that. yeah he it was there was a company that he 
he built with it. It was actually him and a, gu- a guitar player in one of his bands. Yeah. See, the thing is, my dad, it wasn't working out with music, so he mm-hmm. quit it cold turkey. My mom gave him an ultimatum. She said, you can be a rock star, you can be a father, but you can't be both. You got to pick music or me. Yeah. Yep. And he picked, thank goodness he picked me and my brother. And, yeah. Uh, this is like the movie Coco. Literally, the next day, he was just... The next day, it was. I'm now a full time dad. Took us to sign us up for football. He was coaching. It was all of a sudden. How old were you? Eight. Eight. So you remember it? Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I don't I remember. I get to play sports. I don't remember a lot of him not being there. Right. My memory right, of him right, was yeah. he was always there. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day we're at, and we we didn't have a lot of money. You know, my dad was, a, and we were. I the football league that we were in was a very it was like the poorest league, and it was okay. like. All like inner city kids. We 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 didn't know even know what money looked like. And yeah. we're at football practice one day, and this Porsche pulls up, and I'm like, all the kids on the field, whoa, that's a Porsche, you know. Yeah. Guy gets out of the Porsche, and I recognize him. I go, oh, it's the guy. He used to play music with Dad. And they had a little talk, and and next it, the guy showed up, and he he said, I'm starting this electronics company, and I want you to help me build it. And then him and my dad ended up building this company up to like wow. it, it, it would became like a Fortune 500 wow. company. And then so, the, so he did that for. So this was ever. the ex guitar player who was yes. in the band. Yeah, him and him and my pop started a business. Who was doing okay money wise because he got the Porsche. Well, yeah, he started. He was he got into business. Oh, when he started. Before. The, oh, yeah. when he recruited your dad into yeah, that he, business. Yep. Oh, that's and awesome. That my dad did that for the next twenty years, and then from there he uh, retired into martial arts instruction, and then before he passed, and yeah. Okay, and now are you connected to that still? Uh, no, okay. I, I, I taught martial arts for close to 30 years. What? I didn't yeah. know that. You didn't know? Yeah, I it's so sp- weird in comedy. Like, you and I have probably done 30 shows together, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And I, I was just like, oh, Jason's a comedian. He's always been a comedian. I don't I've know. You've taught a, martial arts for 30 <laughs> I've years. I've never had a real job, but I've done, like, when I was 19, I had a record deal. I, I was producing hip-hop music at 19 what? and signed to a record deal, and then... Had a kid young and needed to put money on the table. I was a black belt at the time. My brother was a black belt. My dad had gotten a black belt. So we said, let's open a martial arts school. So we, the three of us, my brother and my father, in 92, I was 21 years old, opened my own school. By the time I retired from that at 40-something, I... My brother and I had something like seven schools under us. Wow. Th- yeah, that we were teaching. And your twin brother, right? Yep, identical twin. Yeah, which is eerie, the identical when twin you brother. Him, I, we always forget to tell people, to warn people. Yeah. <laughs> there was a funny thing that happened the other night. We are at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach, and mm-hmm. my brother went to the show, and he's sitting in the back of the room, and I hadn't gotten there yet. They called me. They're like, uh, Thomas Tran was hosting. He said, he's going he's gonna to go until you get here, so hurry, because I was given the wrong time. But I get there, and it, Thomas... It was hilarious. He kept looking at me, my brother in the back of the room, like, <laughs> why aren't you walking over to the side of the stage? So he was like, almost like, why isn't he? But then he realized it wasn't me. Right. <laughs> it, was <my> brother. <laughs> it was my brother standing in the back of the room. Yeah, no, you freaked me out when you because we were at the comedy store when I met your brother randomly and in Hollywood. And we were just there and uh, we were just talking. And in the middle of nowhere, you go, uh, hey, you want to see something freaky? <laughs> that was all you said and then I looked and it was like and then I looked back to my right to confirm you were still next to me <laughs> is Jason magic <laughs> you hadn't pulled just some switcheroo on me like Jason's what happened a, oh, Jason's an next man yeah, yeah. <laughs> I there was a moment that, that, that I was convinced that that was you and who was next to me was somebody dressed up as you That's like so oh funny. all along it was somebody else People always say, you have to tell us. Because they'll go up to my brother and like, dude, it was good seeing you the other night. Great set tonight, bro. He goes, that wasn't me. That was was my brother. And then a lot of people are like, 
Why? What? Why are you being like this? And why are you sticking to the bits? Uh, you are really committing to this bit, Jason. Yeah. That like, you're not Jason. It's like the prestige. <laughs> it's it's a, it, You guys could have gone that route. Yeah, you could have yeah. gone the route of the uh, magician mm-hmm. and had a shared wife and child. <laughs> There's so many. I mean, you could still. Well, yeah. that's great, man. I had no idea. Well, I, one of the things I wanted to focus uh, on this episode, because I think as comedians, we uh, we have a shared language, shared experiences, but also comedians yep. who are dads. I think we have shared questions that we get a lot, mm-hmm. um, and people are so interested in like, okay, well, I saw that on stage. What does that look like at home? So before we kind of get into your home, like, so growing up, was your dad funny? He was in the entertainment Hilarious. industry. It was fun. Yeah. Hilarious. And yeah. and comedy was the big thing in our house it like we would we would get we would look forward to the the next hb carlin hbo special yeah. like it was the tyson fight like <laughs> that was like the thing we gotta we're getting the the, the specials on tonight that's, that's all and mean he and was, you're young which yeah. is awesome that your dad and he like, was come watch he was one of the funniest people i knew and he he uh really enjoyed comedy and 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 when, when i got into it he was pretty he was pretty excited he didn't get to see much of it mm-hmm. I mean, but he uh he got to see enough to where he was. He told me, "This is what you're supposed to be doing. Don't stop doing That's this." That's beautiful. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, to get that encouragement. How old were you when you started comedy? I was 35. Yeah, I was 35 years old when I started because, uh, like I said, my dad when when I was young was gone a lot on tour, and mm-hmm. and when I grew up because I didn't. He was so amazing as a father that all the I don't have any memory of him not being there. Mm. But he would tell us, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't there for your first steps. I wasn't there for your first words, and like, and did he I, feel guilty about yeah, it? Yeah, he, 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 but, but, but he made up for it. I mean, he mm-hmm. totally made up for it. He was an amazing. I mean, he was, he, all my friends wanted him to be their dad. Like mm-hmm. he was like that dad. You yeah, know? that's so cool. But uh, I didn't want to miss that stuff, and I had kids young, mm-hmm. and so uh, I kind of put the comedy dream aside and quit music so you were thinking about it before i always wanted to do it but i but i was also into music but i put everything down and i <coughs> opened my own martial arts school to so that i could to just provide. be there, be there yeah. for everything i didn't mi- i didn't want to miss a thing and i coached the little league and i was th- i was there for everything hmm. and then when the kids were al- 11 and 16 i decided to get get into it i'm like I'm, i don't, I'm, like I, I don't need to see these years yeah. i have a great friend named <laughs> joe coy you, of course you yeah, know who joe yeah. is uh, I've been doing stand-up for now for 12 years. I've known Joe for close to 20. Oh, wow. How do yeah. you guys know uh, each other? We met through a friend of mine that I went to high school with, That my okay. one of my best friends that I grew up with did business with Joe. Because hmm. w- Joe started doing stand-up in like 89. Right. And wow, I didn't know he'd been at that long. Oh, yeah. He's, he's been hustling. But um, he, there was this clothing line that Joe liked to wear on stage. What it turned out, my best friend that I grew up with was the marketing guy for that clothing company. <laughs> and they met in Vegas at this trade show. And Joe went up to him and said, this is what I, I wear this. And my buddy was like, boom. And next thing you know, my, my, like, my friend sponsored his first DVD taping, everything. Oh, and wow. That's cool. And would always tell me, I have this friend who's a comedian. You got to yeah. meet him. And uh, you got to meet him for years. And then finally we met at a barbecue. And we were in line getting food. And I'm cracking jokes. He's cracking jokes. We don't know who each other Just are. Just riffing. Cracking each other up. Mm. We end up sitting together at a table. He's like, oh, what do you, what's up, man? I'm, I go, hi, I'm Jason. He goes, I'm Joe. And he goes, what do you do for a living? Like, what do you do? I go, oh, you wouldn't believe me. And he goes, no, what do you do? I go, I teach martial arts. I'm a martial arts instructor. Joe's a martial arts fan. He's like, whoa, that's awesome. And we're cracking each other up. And I go, what do you do? He goes, I'm a comedian. And I go, oh, you're Joe. Carlos, yeah. my, they got my buddies. Carlos. Oh, you put it together. There you go. He's been wanting us to meet. And then we kind of became buddies. And I just started going out with him everywhere to all his shows i've known joe since he was just 
still so before you were doing comedy you were just going out to his show yeah. so you were around the scene yeah and he was just like a a monday night wednesday night comic that was still working at a shoe store driving a crappy car and like i watched him build this career they gave you such I, a good oh picture man. of what it looks like it was amazing yeah it was awesome so did he encourage you to start yeah yeah it, the story's pretty it's a but you don't hear that a lot i mean i feel like Maybe I should be more encouraging in general, but if I hear someone that wants to start comedy, I'm usually like, no, nah, don't do it. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should be. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bad. We don't uh, need more of you. It's, it's not awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, he. Uh, I told him all the time, I want to do this, I want to do this, I think he could do this. And, and I was like, if I'm making this guy laugh, and he's a c- professional comedian, right. you know? Absolutely, yeah. And so I went with him for, I went around with him for like a year, and then uh, one day he called me and he says, uh, I'm doing a show at the Improv in Irvine, do you want to go? And I go, he goes, I'll pick you up on the way. Because Long Beach is between where he lived mm-hmm. and Orange County. I said, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, but I'm at my dad's house. I'm visit- I'm sitting with my dad. Can you pick me up there? He goes, yeah, no problem. And he and my dad was excited because being an entertainer himself, he always liked meeting oh, other absolutely. entertainers. And show, he loved stand-up. The guy. Yeah, it's great. So I, And by this time, my dad wasn't doing very well at all. Okay. And he, Joe comes to the, my parents' house. And he comes in and he meets my dad. I leave the room for a minute. I got to go get ready or whatever. And dad, this is Joe. And, Joe. And, they, and my dad immediately was like, what? Tell me about it. And, you know, they had great. My dad was a great conversation. And then we, we leave and we get in the car and Joe goes, do you really want to do stand up? And we had this conversation all the time. I go, yeah, dude, I always tell you want to do it. He goes, no, 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 no. Do you really want to do it? Like in a different way, different tone. Yeah. And I go, yeah, I do. And he says, excuse my language, he says, then quit being such a and do it or your father may not be able to see you do it. Whoa. Like that. And I never thought of it that way. And I went, oh. literally the next day I went to a comedy club and lied my way into a show. I've never done it. Uh, to this day, I've never done an open mic. What do you mean you lied your way? You just said, can I go? I, went, I went to the Ha Ha Cafe. Yeah. I asked for the owner. <laughs> I've never, I didn't know how comedy worked. All I knew from comedy was what I saw Joe doing, was performing at the Laugh Factory every night with Dan Cook and Daniel Tosh and like these big names. You're like, so if I want to do comedy, that's just what I do. That's what I'm supposed to do, right. Mm -hmm. And so, and Joe told me, you should go to the Ha Ha, that's what, that's kind of the good spot to start. And what he meant was, go do their open mic. (laughs) That's what he meant. (laughs) What I did is I went up there with all the confidence of a... (laughs) A guy who I used to fight full contact. I mean, it was it was like this confident kind. Con- I go, who, I need to speak to the owner. And the guy, the guy at the door goes, okay. And I, I guess I said it was such I confidence. I need to speak to the owner. Yeah, I had no idea how it worked. That's, I didn't know. Yeah. So Jack comes out. Jack Senior mm-hmm. comes out and says, I go, yeah, hi Jack. I'm friends with uh, uh, Joe Coy. Uh, Joe Coy and John Lovitz. Uh, those are the names I dropped. <laughs> Joe Coy. And John Lovitz told me that uh, to come here that you'd give me some stage time. <laughs> he says really how long have you been doing stand-up i said five years oh man i never straight do- through the teeth lie just told him that that's the number that I pulled out five years he goes where i go i do a lot of uh, i don't even remember what i said <laughs> i do a lot of fair. never never did it in my life and he goes and and joe told you and, and john lovitz i go oh yeah i'm fraser smith fraser smith told just me one down. more just yep. for good measure let's start the fraser reason i use those three names is because the night before when I went to the Irvine Improv with Joe, mm-hmm. that was the lineup. That was the lineup. <laughs> Those it were was, the last it was three Frasier, names you would Frasier see. hosting, Joe featuring, and Lovitz <laughs> headlining. And we hung out. And I'm like, we're friends now. If there's any young comedians listening this to this This isn't how podcast, it works. <laughs> do not do this. <laughs> yeah. 
do not Wait, do this. Go to open mics. I'm just telling Go. my story. This is my yeah, story. Yeah, this is your. It work. You're doing he work. said, "Come back tomorrow. You're on the show." Wow. So you got a booking? Not that night, but. I got to go the next night, and I'm talking show. Thursday night, 8 o'clock show. How much time are you doing? I did 15 minutes. <laughs> did Your fif- very first time on Very stage. first time. Listen, th- went third oh, and man. did 15 minutes. The sweet spot, 15. Yeah. And the guy goes, okay, you're on third. You'll be doing 15 minutes. I'll light you at at whatever the number was. Do you even know what that means? I had no idea what it meant. <laughs> and I went like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Light me. Great. That's what... Uh, I had no idea what that meant. I, th- I figured I'll figure it out when I'm on stage. <laughs> and and I wasn't scared or nervous because I've come out of a world where people are trying to punch me in the face all the time and I've raised kids and like... I'm like, I've done s- the scariest things ever. Yeah. So I go up. I do 15. The guy... I'm doing well, by the way. And the guy opens his phone up and starts waving his phone at me. That's the light. Yeah. I didn't know that. You had no idea. I'm like, why is this guy waving his phone at me right now? In my head. Do I have a phone call? I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> you then no, I realized. You had no category for it at first. Yeah. Uh-uh. I go, oh, that's the light. And I wrapped it up. And I finished. Great reaction with the audience. One more time, that guy. Um, he introduces the next comic. The next comic was Chris D'Elia. That night we became... You know me and Chris are like right, pretty yeah, close yeah. friends. That's where we met. And he had been doing stand-up for six months at that point. <laughs> and this the is the most ridiculous first-time yeah, yeah. story it's I've ever insane. heard. This is the stupidest. Mind you, while I'm on stage, I hear this guy laughing like a, a maniac in the back. You've heard Dalia's laugh. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this guy screwing with me right now? Like, I was kind of like, is he seriously laughing? Is that how he laughs or is he just messing with me? <laughs> on stage. He goes on. The host comes off and comes right up to me and he goes, great set. Come back tomorrow. You're on the show tomorrow. And that was, and I was a stand-up comic ever since then. The next night, he gets booked on The Tonight Show. (laughs) (laughs) No, I got The Tonight Show six years in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's some reality. That's a little, and that's early. Six or seven years in. Yeah, and even that's pretty early. Yeah, but... uh, yeah, that's how I got into stand up. Oh man! And I called. And so Joe. your dad did see you do it a bit. Well, he didn't get to go to the show. Yeah, but, but I mean, in there, he was around for right. those early years. Third, second, second or third time, I did stand up. I, I had my brother videotape my set. Okay. And it just so happened to be another good night, good crowd, and a good set. Mm-hmm. Take tape home to show my dad. He he watches it. Didn't laugh. Watched it like like studying it. Right. And I'm going. Uh, You're watching it with him. With him, didn't laugh. At the end of the set, he kind of he stopped and he thought and he looks and he says, "Okay, don't do that joke about the so and so." He goes, "Your mom, your mom won't like that joke." <laughs> and then he goes, "But that doesn't look like someone that's only done it three times." He goes, "You look seasoned. You look like you." Kn- he goes, "Son, that's what you're supposed to be doing. This is what you are supposed that's to be amazing. doing, and don't ever stop." I mean, you, yeah, to have that kind of, I mean, you have the comedy industry affirmation. You have Joe yeah. helping you, yeah. you know, encouraging you. Boom, boom, boom. What yeah. a great little Thir- th- nest a, a out of month, the beginning. One month almost to the day after I started stand-up, he passed away. Wow. And I will never forget that. Don't stop doing this. This is what you're supposed to be doing. If you ever saw my Tonight Show set, at the end of my set, I kind of pointed up real yeah, quick. Yeah, I've seen that. that. That was, there you go, Dad. And... It's in, in, amazing because he believed in me so much and, and it wasn't able to tell me, but he, he told me in ways afterwards. Like there were things that happened that I'm like, oh my gosh. One day I'm at my mom's house and I found a bottle of Dom Perignon. Mm-hmm. 
And I go, Mom, what is this? They weren't alcohol drinkers. And this is expensive. I don't she goes, oh, well, your father said, don't open that bottle until Jason gets his first paid gig. Still haven't opened it. I can't find the reason. To, tonight's show wasn't even it. I just yeah. was like, I don't know if that's it. You know? And I still haven't. I mean, I'm getting, this is what I do for a living yeah. now. Still haven't opened the it's bottle. It's going to be when your kid sells his first painting or I photo. That would be awesome. <laughs> photo. That would be Pass awesome. it down, yeah. But that, that's my, that was my intro into stand-up. And then, of course, it got rough. It oh, wasn't yeah. always like yeah, that. Yeah, there was a reality check. It I'm, was pool halls and laundromats and I, I don't think I've heard anybody who's had that crazy of a first story, but I've heard people who have that early, good first few shows. But reality will kick in. It's yeah. too hard of an industry for it not yeah. to. Yeah. So you said your dad was funny growing up. Was he witty? Was he sarcastic? Was he all of it? Paul? He was smart and very sarcastic. Yeah, towards and the towards your mom. Towards it's, it's you and anyone your brother. That, anyone that anyone that that he just couldn't believe that they were this dumb. <laughs> that was we the were, general. Outlook. We were at a movie one time. The, the, one of the, my favorite stories, uh, thinking about how my dad's mind worked. We're at a movie, and you might be too young to remember. There was a movie called The Last Starfighter. It was like a big movie in the in the. 80s. Yeah, I know the movie. I was not. I did not see it in theaters. There was a there was a scene in the movie where he, the, the the main character lived in a trailer park, and the trailer park was called Starlight Star Bright. And the sign of the trailer park was this neon sign that blinked Starlight, Star Bright, Starlight Star. Bright. It blinked like that. We're when the, we're in the theater watching the movie. That scene comes on, and the sign's blinking, and the girl behind us goes, Starlight, Star Bright, and my dad goes. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother and I lost it. We lost yeah. it. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> just to a complete stranger oh, in public. Man. He was, he was just, he was a, he was, he never, he didn't, he didn't like hide things from us. You know, like my brother and I never did any drugs or alcohol hardly ever through high school, 20s, none of that. Like, mm -hmm. And it was, around us always i mean my dad was in the music business in the 60s and 70s he did all of it yeah <laughs> i mean no i've heard yeah. i've i still hear stories to this day that i didn't know about when i when he was about your dad oh yeah i i heard a story recently that they were on tour one time and every member of the band got hospitalized because they like <laughs> <laughs> did too much of something five you know for five I mean? you know I mean? we got them all yeah so yeah we got we both the never, strike but they never hid it or or, or like you know what I mean? So we they, like, you weren't sheltered. My dad was the same way. I remember the first time that I uh, I swore in front of him. We were watching a baseball game. I grew up in uh, south of Seattle, and we we're watching a Mariners game. It was back when we were actually good, and mm -hmm. it was like late, late, uh, you know, fall, and it was like an important game. And the other team gave up a hit. Yeah. Just go, oh. Your dad? Yeah, I did that. Uh oh. <laughs> and my dad looked at me and he goes, "Really? You wasted it on baseball." <laughs> Like that's the first great. one in front. <laughs> that's great. Oh, but he great. was that way. My dad had it. He was very like um, he was very dry, but he was also very silly, which I uh, I like being silly, but I'm not silly on stage. Mm. But I like being silly at home. Just a total different that's, kind of. Yeah, my dad was so silly. I love. I remember one time we were uh, me and my sister were fighting in the van. We had this big old conversion van. Me and my sister oh, Jessica. <laughs> And we were just in the backseat, just going at it. And he would never engage with us when we fought. It was a weird thing. He would just, he, my dad has two emotions, like silly and fury, <laughs> like just complete anger. Wow. And it would snap, but you wouldn't know when, but usually it was silly. And uh, 
and it was like it was i remember it was like a no we were it was near christmas and we were fighting and then there's a break and my dad starts singing out of nowhere and he does he's doing the toys r us jingle <laughs> and he goes i don't want to grow up i'm a toys r us dad no toys for christmas because my kids are too bad oh wow <laughs> and he said right there and we just <laughs> laughed like we're it ridiculously ended the fight ended the fight and and that's, that's the awesome. power of humor like when it lands when it works it yeah. can totally just disarm a situation like that especially when it's so silly and so harmless and there's no victim yeah i i still to this day don't think i'm as good as a father as my dad was hmm. and i you know you just i always feel like i've dropped the ball hmm. even though the kids are great but like yeah i just how I, so I, you know i i, I was a young dad yeah, same. Lot, I was way too young and and I still wanted to do my stuff. And I feel like even though I waited to get into comedy, I feel like with especially for my youngest, I felt like it was a little too too soon cuz he was still 11 and I was gone. Mm. I started being out every night like you know, and I feel like Were and you were you still doing the day th- stuff? Yeah. yeah. So it was both. Yeah. I just got out of that for yeah. the years of doing the day and the night. Now it's just the night, which is hard, but at least it's so much better that I'm around during the day. I ran my business for the first seven years I did stand-up still. I was doing, and it was a full-time yeah, stand-up. that's all doing day, the road, all night, yeah. Teaching, running the school, yeah, so it was. Yeah, you're, you get yeah. home on Sunday, or you get home on Monday morning and go straight yeah. to work. Yep, yep. But uh, now, you know, it's it's cool now. They're grown-ups, and now they they love coming to the comedy store. My youngest especially really likes coming and hanging out at the comedy store. And it, it's pretty cool. One time where you know, he's 23 years old and just really a hip dude. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting at the comedy store. Him and I are having a cigar together. Mm-hmm. And people are coming up. Hey, what's up, Jason? Who's this? Who's your buddy? And I'm like, this is my son. And I'm like, oh, you and your son are That's having a cigar cool together. Him, yeah. Like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, my when my kids can come on the road with me, they love like next week. I'm bringing my son up to Seattle with me. And, nice. and you know, because I got family up there and the travel and the going to the shows, you know. It's it, now my kids are young enough that their their perspective of what me being successful is way off. They're like, so mm-hmm. like you'll like you'll be like Kevin Hart soon. Right. I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I might not ever meet Kevin Hart. You understand <laughs> me? Like there's a good chance we'll never be in the same room together. There's it's it's highly unlikely that we'll meet that I'll be Kevin Hart. Uh, That's but, so funny. But so we're just kind of like starting to lower the bar. Like, let me introduce you to these other funny comedians that are. Having good working careers, I might be that. That right, I might right. be. <laughs> yeah. See, my kids got spoiled, man. They 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 met the big guys immediately. Yeah. Because of where I because who's I was hanging with, you mm-hmm. know, like Jonathan, my youngest, his favorite comic forever was Daniel Tosh. Right. Well, he got to watch Daniel Tosh bring me up at the comedy. Oh, store, that's so cool. Which was pretty cool. You know? That's amazing. That's my dad and yeah. Daniel Tosh. Yeah. Uh. He's met he's met Dane a bunch of times. He's. I introduced them to Chappelle one night. So yeah, they've gotten. <laughs> yeah, you've cool changed people. their their yeah. worlds. Yeah. So now my son's like, Dad, you got a show tonight? It's always this. Hey, Dad, you got a show tonight? I go, Yeah, yeah. You want to go? He goes, Hey, well, who else is on? Who's it? on the lineup? <laughs> You're yeah. like, All right, you can follow the comedy store on Instagram. Yeah, all right, exactly. you don't need me for this. Yep. Well, you know, I do. Uh, I do a lot of club shows, but I also periodically will be doing church shows. And one of the church guys that I work with is this guy named Tim Hawkins, and and those are big shows. Yeah. You know the. You know, anywhere between three and five thousand usually wow. giant shows, and m- it has totally also ruined my kid's perspective of what me being a successful comedian is. Right? Because he's they're like, so you'll have a tour bus soon too, right? And I was like, no, 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 that's not happening. Anything. Nah, <laughs> I'm just riding on this one. Yeah, I got yeah. a lot of rental cars. Yeah, a lot yeah. of oh. rental cars. 
Well, so you're talking about your dad being funny, and it seems like overall that was hugely helpful for the home. Yeah. You know, yeah. was your mom funny? They both had a, my mom has a great sense of humor. She's so funny still. I can, and you know what's awesome is when I want to do like an Instagram story with my mom and do something silly, she's immediately on board. Yeah. Like I don't even have to it. say, okay, when I do this, you say this. I don't even have to do that. I go, mom, look at the camera and then I'll do something and she's on it. She's just yes and She's yes and Yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's great. Born to improv. Yeah, it's awesome. That's great. So when you think about like your. And I'm, oh, real quick. Go and ahead. my mom, so supportive. So, so both of them, but my mom, you know, she, my dad's been, it's been 12 years, but my mom is still so supportive. It's, it's such a cool thing to have like that support from your, never once were they like, just so you know, this, this isn't reality. Oh, man. One day you're going to have to get a real job. Never. Well, that. yeah, we have so many peers where yeah. they talk to us about that and you're just like, oh, my parents don't want me to do this or, yeah. or they started off in a different career, especially you know, I think with me it helped that they were in the, that they were they were artists. Like, because my mom was a musician mm-hmm. and played, and my dad, they were doing it. And, I agree. You know, and I agree. It's the same reason that you're supportive to your yeah. kid. My mom's photography. First, you can't hold that against him right. when you tell jokes for a living. To myself, I'm like, oh, he's never gonna make any money. But out loud, I'm like, great, son. I'm so supportive. <laughs> yeah. My mom told me straight out the, the 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 second I told her that I was going into music, and she went, oh no, not again. You know. <laughs> yeah. But this uh, really is the story of Coco. This is the yeah. whole. <laughs> yeah. You pretty much just described the plot. <laughs> right. That's yeah. So that do you, you feel that transferred into your home? You as a dad, are you funny at home? Yeah. Are you, I think I am. My kids. Do your kids think you're funny? It depends. Sometimes they're like, it's too much, dad. Yeah. Or like when you're like running bits or like they're just tired. Just the being silly person. with them. Yeah. Making fun of them. Trying to be f- trying to be funny. How did that change when they were young? Like to when where they, they were are young, now? we used to. When they we were when they were younger, like you get just everything made up. My life. my kids think I'm the funniest person alive. How old are they? They are ten, and in, in the ten year old starting to phase out of me. Yep, I was gonna humor. say. Yeah, because yeah. he's almost eleven, but I can still yeah. get him every you once in a while. Wait till he's a teenager and he's got his girl coming. Around. Yeah, like, I remember I have one 10, time. Ten, eight, and four. Those I remember one kids. time Jonathan brought a girlfriend home and I was being silly and he looked at her. <laughs> he goes, "It never stops." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun now. They're right. Like Joel has a cousin who's the same age as him. And last time I saw him, we were up in Seattle and and I was making fun of him in front of his friends, you know, like, oh, oh yeah, great. your mom's going to change the sheets again. Like I know Donovan probably has to talk about it. It's a real problem. Just bedwetting jokes. Like, simple, easy. And he's kind of laughing and sheepish. But like, yeah, at 15, 16, it's like, Ugh. I know it's coming. I was that That's way. So, right now, my, my, my boys are now James, the oldest one. Now he's getting back into my buddy. Okay. Jonathan's still kind of like, ugh, dad, you know? <laughs> but uh, I think that might have, now that I think about it, that might have something to do with the fact that James has been out of the house. When he moved out, he was gone for three years. Yeah. And I rarely saw him because he was out of state. Mm-hmm. And uh, which, w- a f- few times it was cool because he would come see me on tour when I was near Oh, him. that's cool, yeah. Like Delia and I did, uh, Delia and I did uh, New Orleans one time and he came to see me in New oh, Orleans. That's amazing, yeah. He came and saw me in Texas, which was cool, but... Now, he, I think because he has the real world experience, so now he gets what I've been doing for all this, how hard he it is. He appreciates the you grind. Know? He sees what you built. Jonathan doesn't get it yet, and he will, but he's at, he's kind of like, doesn't, he kind of acts like he doesn't think I'm funny at all right now. Mm. But, you know, he also is like, you got a show tonight, Dad? I don't want to come. Right. You know? He, he almost came with me to this one tonight, but had to do some, he's preparing for his gallery thing, so. That's great. Yeah, that's the I definitely can sense it happening yeah. with the 10, 11 year old. Oh, like, yeah. Because the, the eight and the four year old, especially the gr- they're girls and they just it's like 
everything I do is the funniest thing that they've ever seen. Uh-huh. Everything I do. It's not even it, I can be mad and they just think it's funny. It's in uh, and, and, and it's amazing. It's like this is the best crowd in the world. That's what my son thinks is funny still. When I'm angry, <laughs> that's what he thinks. Yeah. Funny. It's like an inside joke at the house. They all go, "That's mad again." You know. Do you use? I mean, we. I. I find, you know, the humor can be. There is a time where it's too much, but at other times it can be the great yeah. l- reliever of yep. tension. Yep. Where you know Melissa and I think she'll be okay with me telling this story. <laughs> the oh wow, Melissa's my wife. You know, they always whenever I hit the road, they just go nuts. They just drive her crazy. Oh, and wow. and they just, you know, well, dad said I could do that. They just it's just through the teeth lies, all the <laughs> stuff, you know, dad said da, 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 da. and uh, and then dad, I'll come home like a wrecking ball. And they're like, Joel came up to me. He's like, dad, uh, mom said the other day that she's going to end me. <laughs> like, what? And Gloria comes up, she's like, yeah, I heard it too. That's I heard great. it too. Mom just said, like, I'm going to end you. And she was like, that sounds like it was really upset. And now, probably once a week or so, we'll say that as a joke in the house. Like, And now it's I a relief of tension. Like, you. careful, mom's going to end you. <laughs> and it, now it's a tense thing that was hard. And now it's it, humor can do that. It can yeah. just be this great sense of, you know, we can laugh at hard things and yeah. anger and how we were in the moment. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. My wife says this. This is when I know that I'm being really funny. When she says, you're not funny. <laughs> That's not funny. And I'm like, okay, that means it was pretty pretty funny. That, does your wife think you're funny? Not all the time. Yeah. She, she, <laughs> that woman has the patience of a saint to put up with me. But uh, she thinks I'm funny. She thinks she didn't under. She's, she's from the real world. Yeah. <laughs> and where you go and get a job and work and make sure, you know. And, and your experience just, has just been totally different. Yeah, she just music and it was a long time when she just thought I was insane. She, at thirty-five, and we've been together since we were teenagers. At thirty-five, you're gonna just do what now? Why? She thought I was insane, and she couldn't understand why. Why are you at the comedy club when you're not on the show? Hmm. Didn't understand that that was a huge part of it, hanging out. Yeah, it wasn't until I did the Tonight Show when she realized, oh, this is seven years. This is okay. I get it because I had. Fam- all the family come over to the house. It's such a validating and thing. We sat and we watched, and there I am, shaking hands with Justin Timberlake on the TV. JT was on that episode. Oh, that episode was uh, Paula Patton and Justin Timberlake with wow. the other guests and me, and, and some I, dude named Jason, and some dude, and I closed the show. <laughs> yeah, because the comic goes last. <laughs> yeah, I'm the headliner. Then it kind of made sense. Then, oh, this is real, because that year I did. That year, the, the year I did The Tonight Show, I also did Comic View on BET. I mm-hmm. also got invited to Just for Laughs. And it was got a big my, year. Got my name on the wall at the comedy store all that same. That was one year. That was all in the same yeah. year, yeah. You hadn't had that good a year since your first year. Yeah. Your first night. That was it. And then from there, again, plateau. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now you're doing Lestats. And now I'm doing uh, Now you're back, baby. For the fourth time. <laughs> it's a residency. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great. I mean, you're in SoCal. Like uh, finding a long set is not easy. Yeah, that's why people come down here all the yeah. time. Like, oh yeah, what I can do 35 plus, you know. When Richard at Comedy and Magic calls me and says we got a 20 minute spot open, I'm like, <gasps> wow, let's do Ooh, it. 20 whole yeah. minutes. 20 minutes that it takes me 15 minutes to get to. Oh yeah, you're really close to there. Yeah, it takes me three hours to get there. Where do you live? San Diego. Oh wow, you're still doing that. I'm dead. Jump. <laughs> Wow. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh well I, I it's funny, I uh I 
I feel there's times where you go, this is amazing down here. I have so much stage time. I have a yeah. show that I run down here. I can work. If, when I work the road, I'm really happy to come home. Here right. Yeah, you, yeah. Not, it's great down here. Oh, man. When you land in LAX, it's just like, I don't want to be here. Oh, you know, it's it's awful. LAX. Uh, I try my best to fly in and out of Long Beach. Right. Yeah. So there's times and then there are other times where I will have full, you know, anxiety ridden uh, nights of I, I have to be in LA or New York I have to be I, I don't right? want, I don't want to be a San Diego con- I don't want to be a big fish in a little pond I don't you know I gotta go I gotta go oh. even though I can objectively look at my career and go it's going pretty well yeah you're doing even great. LA wise like there's some clubs that I'm passed out up there and I work yeah. up there and and it's great but at the same time you'll just go I'm not getting this because or and you see your peers getting stuff, which is the hardest right. part there are many hard parts about comedy one of the hardest parts is the comparison of that's the biggest thing for all of us I think we all spend way too much time Focusing what everybody else is getting. Mm. I have to stop myself sometimes and go, okay, stop. Mm-hmm. Stop doing this. What's mm-hmm. that documentary series that was on HBO with Dr. Dre and, and Jimmy Ovine? Oh, what? I didn't see it. Uh, what was it called? Something like that. But he, he there's a there's a, there's a thing that 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 Ovine Ovine I can't remember how to say this, said in the thing. He said the reason that racehorses have blinders just to keep them from looking at the to, is to keep them from looking at what the other horses yeah, are doing. To focus on what they're doing. Because if they look at the other horse, they crash, they crash and die. <laughs> you know, because that's why those. And I start thinking, I got to keep those blinders on and just focus what I'm that's doing. That's a little too on the nose. It's a yeah. little. <laughs> yeah, just be happy with what I'm doing. And yeah, tr- and I remind myself of that all the time because I think we all get stuck in it. And everybody at every level does. Mm-hmm. I have. F- some of my best friends that are extremely successful and they still are like, why aren't I getting a feature film? You know, man. And I don't, and I think that, um, I don't think that it is unique to comedy. I think that is a human trait. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that it is exasperated in comedy because yeah. it is merit based. Cause we have, you know, comedy is like this weird old type thing where we have these like trophies, like, yeah. Oh, I got passed at this club and I got this credit and I did this and now yeah. I'm headlining. We have these, you know, comedy has very clear merits. Yeah. And you either have them or you don't. And sometimes your peers have them and you don't. And, you know, and, and, I, and you'll hear everybody from the top just as unhappy as they were when they were at your level right. or beneath that. But you still don't one you still believe the lie. One of the things about comedy that I wonder if it's the same in music and other things is the thing is with us is you and I can be on the same show, same lineup as a guy who goes out on the weekends and performs at arenas. Mm. But we're all we're gonna also do the same. Like, That's how many true, times yeah. have you been? I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've been on the lineup with Sebastian Maniscalco and 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 Bill Burr and right. Chris Rock and yeah. and I'm next. <laughs> but then I'm going to Victorville this weekend, <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to middle to yeah, the middle, <laughs> and they're performing at the Staples Center. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's a different life. Yeah. I think that because comedy has such a. Um, you know, a, a bootstraps mentality that, you know, it's, it, you don't run into the ego. You do. Of course, there's egos, yeah. but the, you run into some of the people who are at the top and they're just still some of the kindest, most humble people because yeah. you don't forget those years in Victorville. Yeah. You yeah. don't forget the Victorville oh, years. You man. know, I was just there. I have a Victorville story if you want to hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Who doesn't so want to hear a Victorville Victorville, story? top 10 uh, most dangerous cities in California. Okay. Number nine. Number nine sneaked in. Murder rate way up, just just scary. And there's a, there's a there's a new club there, and I went and did it for a weekend. And the club's in the hotel that you stay in, mm-hmm. and there was a fight outside of my hotel room door, 
motel. Sorry. As I say, this is an outside facing door. Outside facing door. Walking Always out. good. Yep. And they're banging against my door and fighting and I'm hearing them. It was crazy. And I'm like, I can't go to it was. And I was resting and relaxing before the show. I go, I can't leave to go to the show. <laughs> Finally, it ends. Go, they, they, go in, they, I, they go into a room above me. And I go to the show. And I come and I get back to my room and I get in there and lock the door and go to sleep. The next morning I get woken up again to commotion, but the now the voices are saying, "Hurry up, come this way." He's not breathing. Oh, they pulled the guy out of the room above me, a, a dead guy out of the oh room above gosh. me. And I said, "Thank Jason. you, Victorville. Good night." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home to Long Beach. The people that live there call it Victimville. Oh my god! Why? <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> but the club was fun the <laughs> shows were fun yeah i was in fresno this last weekend also you mean Fres? yes Fres? yes yeah also a little uh a little hoodie there's some uh, dicey areas in our, Fres, yes. uh, i was in it was funny because we were you know i was out with hawkins and it was like it, those are kind of like posh gigs for me i don't do yeah. a lot of time i do 20 minutes i'm mostly out there as a t-shirt salesman and i was <laughs> telling them because they didn't yeah they didn't they didn't um know about fresno because they all live in the midwest and stuff and i was like yeah fresno's not great you know uh you don't have to talk to people on the on the sidewalks because they're talking to themselves you know (laughs) it's got a it's a it's a pretty bad area yeah i told them that they were the neck tattoo of california and they they like that it was good uh and then that night uh we wake up the next morning and the the christian tour bus had been tagged (laughs) Which oh I was like, goodness. this is the most Fresno experience you guys could have had. Let's go. <laughs> they have to claim that territory. That's I got the funny. tour bus. This is ours. This is our territory. <laughs> People forget that, you know, we've got some, uh, some shady let, areas. Let's not these, let these comedians forget where they are. <laughs> uh, so your wife, I see your wife thinks she's funny. This is, I've wrestled through this in, in my house. The uh, If my wife thinks something is funny, it will not work on stage. Nope. I'm in the same. <laughs> my wife's, here's my wife's sense of humor. It's adorable, but it's just, uh, you know, Highlights Magazine for kids? Yes. You know the really corny jokes in the she back? She loves them. Those crack her, like, she those make her joke. laugh <laughs> so hard. What do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. That makes her She'll kill. It'll die. kill. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll tell the joke and go, <laughs> She's like giggling go, over the oh, punchline. I'm laughing, but I'm just laughing because she thinks it's funny. Yeah. And meanwhile, she's married to a professional comedian. Right. Right. Who, right. Who's been slaving away on bits for exactly. the last <laughs> how many every year. Jeez. My, my wife has a more twisted sense of humor. And it's just if it's uh, she likes like just kind of like weird, dark stuff. Not like 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 awful stuff, but just kind of weird. I wish I could think of an example that it's just like, man, yeah, there's a. There's no way that's going to work on stage. She's almost like a comedian. Does she you know? tell you, try this on stage? No, she'll say, uh, that's really funny. I bet it won't work on stage. And at this point, we have just years of test samples saying, oh, wow. like, no, if you, or like, all, if I'm really confident about a bit, like, there's a bit that I've been trying to do right now about the middle kid. Like, it's really important that you hang out with your middle kid, but it's also important to why you're doing it not tell her we're only doing this because you're the middle kid, <laughs> which is a joke that every comedian I've ever said to is like, that's pretty funny. That's really good. And my wife like, laughs at, and then on stage they're like, whew. <laughs> like oh, it just doesn't work. Yeah, and, uh, it but will that's, one day. And maybe, yeah, yeah, I'll keep working on it. Like, how many times will that's, I let this joke bomb before? <laughs> one, that's the difference. My, 
my wife stays out of it. She doesn't ever say try. Th- she stays out of what I do. Yeah. The corny joking around is just at home joking around yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, but does she, she make you laugh? Yeah. Because the giggling. Yeah. There's just certain, <laughs> she does. She just. There, I think she, it's just, just certain things, and I just go. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, it makes you laugh in a different way than stand-up because I feel like I I still enjoy stand-up, but not in the way that I did before I was a comic. Right. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's funny. That's really Mm – it takes a lot. Oh, yeah. That Mulaney monologue on SNL, that was like hard, hard laugh, but I don't laugh like that. Did you watch that? That was great. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. And what were those bits about? I mean, they were just the most random, silly – Let's make this ten minutes to opening. But he's he's so good. Yeah, but um, I find the stuff that I laugh at at home is like very different than yeah, the stuff that I'll laugh at. You know, it takes a lot to make me laugh at stand up as well. There's a few guys. It's st- Sebastian makes me laugh. Yeah, my friends still make me laugh. You yeah. Know? Do you my think that when friends. you were raising your kids that the humor you being funny helped? Yes. How so? Well, I think it 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 helped keep it light. Like in, in, you know, I think it's so important to have a la- I think one of the most important things to do is sit together as a family at the dinner table. Mm. Even if you can't do it every night, at least once or twice sure, yeah. a week. And it's, we have our laughs there. Yeah. And I think that, you know, cause being a family is hard oh and, yeah. and, and trying to stay in a house that you can barely afford and it, it could be hard and dramatic. And so you got to have that. That comic relief. I agree. To, I agree. To ease the tension. Like your dad in the car. The oh. Toys R Us song. Toys R Us dad. Just, all right, there it is. Get that eased the tension. That, there it goes. I think humor has this wonderful like way of just adding perspective. Yep. Of lighting, you know, uh, Tom Papa has a great bit about that, like with about raising his kids. He's like, what yeah. are we going to be here? 16, 17, 18 years? Yeah. Why all the tension? Man, <laughs> Let's just by. have a good time. We'll head our separate ways as friends. It goes by so fast, dude. It goes by so fast. There's days when I'm mit- I, I'm at that point now where I see like people with their young yunk and I oh I miss that I miss yeah. that so much yeah I can hear it in your voice when I talk about my kids oh, I miss it it so sounds much. like you miss your kids thinking you were funny yeah I miss <laughs> them thinking I was I th- I miss them thinking I was cool <laughs> well I think you're cool Jason thanks man thanks for doing the podcast buddy. thanks for having me I love it all right man let's go have a good show let's do it. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you have not done so already, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on all the social medias and share with all of your friends. Also, if you want to shoot us a note, uh, you can email us at don'tmakemecomebacktheere at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you have not done so already, please go back and listen to all the episodes we've done before. Thanks so much, everybody.